Assalamu alaikum, my dear respected brothers and sisters. Welcome to another episode of the Ark of Thought podcast. So in the last episode, we promised that today's episode was going to be on climate change and the environment. But, slight change of plan. We've decided to record another episode today. And today's episode is a topic that's very close to our hearts. As you have seen already by the title, we want to talk about racism amongst us. Now, normally, we do take some notes. We don't script the, the, the podcast, but we do take some notes just to sort of direct the conversation. And we use the iPad to help us out. But today's episode, we're speaking from the heart. We haven't taken any notes. We're just planning on saying what comes. Because this is a deep issue. So what I'm going to do is, I want to close the iPad and let's get into this topic, Kasim. So before we get into it, please do like the video, subscribe to the channel to follow our journey and please do share with your friends and family. So Kasim, racism is, in the last year or so, I don't want to say it's become a hot topic because I think that's sort of disgracing um, the terminology disgracing um, the the deep line problem that we have because racism is a problem whether it be in this day and age whether it be in a particular community whether it be against a particular type or kind of people it's not about that okay racism transcends through different communities different types of people different timelines you know um, you have problems which have essentially resulted in a world war. You know, Hitler going for the Aryan race of white, blonde, blue eyes. Yeah. Um, I won't say that was what sparked the world war, but Hitler's um, ideology of having a supreme race, believing that a particular trait or a collection of traits that exist in a particular type of person um, results in that person being superior is a deep-lying problem and we all know of um, the racism which exists institutional racism that exists within this country um, and non-institutional racism which also exists in this country and I'm sure that you have been and I also have been subject to this racism as well we've had people who have approached us I've had a person that have approached me on a bus whilst I've been sat I've been spat on you know I've had a person come up to me who has been drunk who had tried to pour alcohol on me. But these are not the issues that I want to talk about. And these are very big issues and these are important issues. Um, and I'm not trying to sideline these issues at all because majority on minority racism is a large problem that exists within this country, within the West, um, within many other communities as well. We're not limiting this just to one portion of the world. But what we want to talk about today is racism amongst us. Minority on minority racism which exists within our communities that we see firsthand. And this is the topic that we want to get into today. Quite frankly, it's a, dis it's a disgusting topic. But it's a topic which needs to be talked about. It's a topic in which we need to shed some light on. Okay. Kasim, what are your thoughts to begin with? I'm just going to put this out there. Me coming from just a Pakistani background, Wallahi, hand on my heart, 
and it's, it's so sad for me to say these words but I didn't know this racism existed until I entered the mosque Wallahi this was the first time that I was exposed to this sort of racism and this was the first time I ever felt this racism where I was like sort of how you can say the subject towards the racism that just because I was from a different part of the world or just because I wasn't from a certain community I felt uh, how do I say ostracized in a certain sense it's not done to you uh, direct to your face but you all made to feel a certain way Wallahi I grew up and my father my parents never explained to me that we're from Pakistan away from this area Wallahi they explained to me that you're a Muslim and that every person who has Iman he is a Muslim and that's the only thing I knew until the age of like 17, 18 when I stepped into the mosque and I felt this racism and this is why I learned of it Wallahi this so, it's so sad for me to say this but that's the reality hmm. I think what it is it essentially comes down to people being proud about particular boundaries that are being drawn on a map um, by somebody else that they never knew the colonizer yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know a lot of the cases the colonizer you know and just because you live on one side of a line drawn by somebody that you don't even know the name of you believe that you are superior to a particular person or you believe that another type of person is inferior because he lived on the other side of the line and it all comes down to prejudices that we that we have and I think one of the one of the things that I go back to is something that you mentioned, I can't remember whether you mentioned it in the in the first episode or whether you mentioned it in, in the introductory episode, but you mentioned about generalizations and how generalizations are the tool of a stupid person, you know, to generalize about entire communities, to generalize about entire people, entire groups of people in the hundreds of thousands, in the millions, sometimes even in the billions. Okay, this is the tool of a stupid person. And if you turn around and say that every person of this particular phenotype, to use a biological terminology, um, is like this, has this particular characteristic, quite frankly, is disgusting. You know, um, and the fact that it exists within within our communities is a real shame because. You know, if it exists in other co- other communities, I can. And when I refer to other communities, I mean, in, if it exists within non-Muslim communities, it's not that I can understand why it occurs, but I can see why it occurs, because for me, the way that I see it is racism stems from a deeper lying issue of pride. You know, if you are proud about who you are, and sometimes you know, I'm not saying that it's a it's a bad thing to be proud about the achievements that you have. An excess of pride, okay, um, not about your achievements, just about who you who you are. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's good to be proud of who you are, where you are from, but not to the extent where you look down on others. Mm. This is what we mean. Alhamdulillah, we are proud that maybe we're from India, we're from Pakistan, we're from Bangladesh, we're maybe an uh, Arab from the Arab countries. We have things which make us proud. Our heritage is very, very, you know, it's filled with you know so many amazing and glorious things. Mm-hmm. But it turns ugly, it turns disgusting, it turns negative when we think that we are superior to other people. Mm. When in reality we're not. You know, this is when it turns disgusting. When that pride starts to make you think that you're better than others. No, we are proud of what we have achieved, alhamdulillah. We can always do better. 
But that does not mean we are better than any other sort of person mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. You know? Yeah. I think especially because Islam prides itself on the understanding of a person is only better than another person in terms of his God consciousness, in terms of his piety, in terms of his taqwa. You know, these are all terms that are used synonymously. And um, our our understanding, the Islamic perspective, is is that you can't measure the piety of a person. You can maybe have a glimpse or maybe an understanding, but that's not something that you you can measure. I can't go to you, for example, as a viewer, if I know you, if I don't know you, and by taking a look at you, I can determine um, what is your level and your status in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I can't do that. But this is what Islam prides itself on, that a person is only better than another person if they are higher in taqwa. But if it can only be measured by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then us as individuals should treat each other equally. And the fact that um, disgusting things like this, of a superiority complex, um, of making other people feel inferior, of treating other people harshly, um, not treating people fairly, the fact that this exists within our communities is a big problem. Okay, um, I remember going back to I was I was present in a lecture um, of a of a local scholar that we know. I don't I don't want to mention names. And I remember he made a really good point, and he said that if Hazrat Bilal, a Sahabi of the Prophet وسلم, who was described as being um, of African descent and was black, if he was to come into our community. And if he was to, to to come to our masajid, unfortunately our masjids would not allow him to become a member of the masjid. His children would be potentially charged uh, higher fees just for attending the madrasa. Um, and he would not be given uh, certain priorities that other people may be, may be given. And quite frankly, that's just disgusting. You know, and... In, it may be that in certain areas, in certain places, it's slightly better. We tend to find that in cities, it's not as big. While it still is a problem, it's not as big of a problem. Um, but I think this is there. There is no justification. The problem is, is when people try to justify it, cussing. You know, there's one thing that it's wrong. People know that it's wrong. In this day and age, people should recognize that it's wrong. Um, so, so my question is now: Why are people not speaking about this thing, or why are people too scared to address this issue? Even though it, the fact that it's been going going on for so long, the fact that it's been there, the fact that I'm going to say this very bluntly, very openly, the fact that educated people, the fact that scholars know about this, why do they not address it? I don't know. I don't know, Kasim. Um, because, for example, as you just mentioned. That a certain person can be part of a certain community because he's not from a certain part of the world, okay? Now, for example, just say you're from that certain part of the world. Now, you join that community. Subconsciously, have you given your approval for that racism to exist? Because, I think so. Because you now ad- adhere to the guidelines and to the rules and to the principles which say that I can only be part of this sort of community or this sort of part of organization if I'm from, if I'm from this part of the world. The yeah. fact that you agree to that means that you agree that whatever they're doing is correct. Which, you know, you you agree that these sort of like racist borders that they put up are correct. Mm. Yeah, no. You know? I, 
100% I agree with you 100% that by by signing up if you are part of the privilege the privileged group uh, shall we say um, you're 100% signing up for it and there are some who will make the argument um, and uh, this is going to be um, a podcast and an episode in which uh, I reckon a lot of people are going to have opinions about it and some will turn around and say that the only way that you can address the problem is by becoming part of the organization and providing a solution no there are situations so the way that i see it is there are there are certain problems that exist within our communities for which yeah you you become part of the organization and then you start to make changes within but this is not one of them kind of problems Captain. you know um sometimes it might be that um particular issues are not being addressed within uh, Islamic organizations um, and you know you can get involved to try and um, promote activism within within them societies and get things going and moving in the right direction but for me this is a no-go you know you cannot enter but do it and I'm not I'm I'm not giving a verdict here I'm giving my own opinion here but for me I cannot enter into an organization which has racist elements within it until them racist elements are removed up until that point occurs I will not sign up I will not give my money because for me this is a border and a line which I draw I don't I don't sign up to to things like that I don't I don't want to be a part of organizations that are like that um, and when you mentioned that it's not being spoke about as much this is the whole point of the podcast isn't it no no we're, we're right. addressing but we're um, normal people yeah okay. definitely I, I think it's quite sad that me and you have to address this issue rather than other people who are in better positions mm. who are more knowledgeable who are more equipped who may maybe have a better support but why is it me and you bring up this issue and not other people yeah I think at the end of the day because that... let's be honest like what we've got to lose what facing the community people saying stuff to us it doesn't really bother me people's criticisms mm. but this is an issue which needs to be talked about it needs to be addressed because the way I see it is that yeah, this started from a generation which was above us, but it's trickled down into their sons, yeah. and it's gonna trickle and it's gonna trickle and it's gonna come. Because if if, if I have kids one day, inshallah, and they want to go to the mosque, and I can't be a member, that's just another problem. And how, how crazy is that? We're living in 21st century Britain, and we still have these sort of what do you say? Trivial issues, mm. trivial concerns. Yeah. You know, what makes somebody else better than me, or makes me better than somebody else? As you said, it, it doesn't. It's only the God consciousness, the taqwa of a person. You know, nothing else. It doesn't matter the color of his skin, where he's from, from a certain land in a different part of the world, which was colonized. You know, it, what, why does that make any difference? Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough topic to talk about because at the end of the day, like you said, it, it shouldn't be us speaking about this. This is not a topic that we we should be. There, there's other things that that you know we should be. We should be speaking about and we'll have space to speak about but this this is an issue that is, is so sad man honestly it's so sad um and like you mentioned the fact that the fact that it's continuing now is a very clear sign that it's trickling from generation to generation you know and it does go into issues of like um okay so some people one, one of the arguments that can, that can be made and um, I was taking part in a course recently and it was talking about um, the difference between 
uh, confrontation levels is that the right word I think um, people who are more confrontational about matters um, and those who are more passive about matters and they've done some research through different nationalities about the 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 nature of people from that particular region or that particular area and it did show um, in that study that people from this continent um, people from the Arab lands people from the the Far East um, which is generally more where Muslims are from tend to be more passive and less con- confrontational and that's not I'm not offering um, what do you call it, an excuse here because really it's we've already mentioned it's inexcusable there is no excuse for it okay um, but pe- I think people are scared genuinely people are scared to get the ball rolling but the way that I see it is once the ball starts to get rolling people have to join the movement people have to 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 band together have to get together to keep that ball rolling and make the changes happen um, we're not the only ones Kasim no I don't, you know? I, I don't um, I'm, not, I'm, I'm happy we're addressing this, this issue what what doesn't make sense to me is just how institutionalized this racism is okay because let's be honest it's not just in the committees of mosques mm-hmm. okay now we're talking about religious organizations here which when which let's be honest every single religious organization was is built upon the foundation of working for Allah not working for any party not working for any person is working for Allah the sincerity is for Allah isn't it mm-hmm. so how is it that this racism now has trickled through and it's gone into mosque, commun- uh, mosque committees, okay? Mm-hmm. Then it's gone into uh, Muslim madrasas. When I say madrasas, I mean uh, the madrasas where they, where kids go become scholars and hoffas, you know, where they go in six years, okay? It's gone into madrasas. Then it's gone into Muslim public schools now, mm-hmm. okay? Where you can only join a certain Muslim public school if you're from a certain place or you don't get preference. Oh. Yeah. Then it's gone into even our maktab system. So for Muslims who have children in the evening, they go to the maktab. Their kids go to the Quran, you know, the, and the basics of Islam. Now it's even gone into all these insti- institutions. You know, my problem is is that how the hell is something this disgusting, which is let's be honest, completely away from the teachings of Islam, because Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was very inclusive as you can The racism which existed already went away. Allah wiped that away. How is it so in and like engulfed and entrenched into our own institu- institutions, into our own communities? Yeah. You know, and this is what makes me angry is that if it's in these sort of institutions, the sort of Islamic ones or the religious ones, where is it? Where isn't it going to be? And if learned people are taking part of this, or you know, they agree to this, then who the hell is not going to agree to this? Yeah, it's it's one of them, isn't it? It's all indirects. It's not. Um... But people feel it though. Yeah, definitely, definitely, hundred percent. Um, yeah, I think uh, what we just going back again, um, just bringing the, the conversation back a bit, um, talking about how Islam has er- eradicated racism. This is not something that's Islamic. It's not something that a Muslim partakes in. Okay, um, there is an incident in the time of the Prophet Sallallahu between um, a Sahabi. I can't remember exactly, so I don't want to say the name um, in case I get mistaken. And Bilal radiAllahu anhu, um, in which. Um, Bilal who was called the, the son of a black woman in a derogatory manner and he took the complaint to the Prophet who, in, who called for the Sahabi who had called this and labelled this type um, 
this racism as jahiliya, as a trait from the traits of the people of ignorance and the time of, of ignorance. Okay? Um, and that Islam only measures a person by the taqwa that they have, and that can only be measured by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know? And you know, you're mentioning about how it's within many, many organizations, Kasim, but the thing is, it's there. You know, um, but, but the thing is, how is it there? That's the question I want to ask. How is it there? How can people be making these conscious decisions that, okay, we're not going to let this kid come to our school because his background says he's not from this part of the world? Yeah. How can how can a person who's working there, you know, even if he's just working in administration, how can he make these sort of decisions? You know, I know somebody in our own community, yeah, in our own community. His son has to travel 15 miles for school because he didn't get accepted to the local school which was one mile away from his house. So he's asking like, why did my son not get accepted here even though he's from? And I know people who are living 15 miles away and they'll get accepted in this school because they've got preference. That's crazy. Just because his son or he's not from a certain part of the world. Yeah. I think this is the thing, isn't it? That the people who are listening to this and I think we, we have explained like the gravity of the situation. At the end of the day, nothing short of action um, is required. I don't know if I've got that right. We essentially we need to take action, you know. Um, and we need we need to create a sort of snowball effect where we get we get this look, at the end of the day things like this are never going to get the way that I see it is Kasim that I know, I know what you're trying to get at. You're trying to get at, you know, how do these things exist? And it, I, for me, the way that I see it is, and I don't want, again, I don't want to blame, I don't want to try and make excuses. That's the problem. Because the thing is, it's not, it's not something that can be excused. And by trying to offer up an excuse, you, you're almost putting the blame elsewhere. But I do feel that it, it is something that, that has come from this sort of divide and conquer mentality um, of colonialism. Which, which has caused us um, to sort of inhale or ingest or take take on this mentality. But, but, but that, but that, but the divide and conquer was for the uneducated people. I'm not talking about them. I can understand or not. I can make an excuse. Mm. I'm talking now about the educated people. There's a reason why I'm saying to the educated people now. Mm. How is this so like entrenched in the educated people of our societies? I'm not talking about the uneducated because these these people didn't have a chance to study. These guys didn't have a chance to you know have access to certain people to certain scholars how is it entrenched in the educated people of the society that's what that's what annoys me mm. I, think it's a, I think the thing is is that if you're not naturally having these kind of conversations and you're not meeting with people of a different background and you're spending years of your life in one bubble just around the same group of people then you start to feel an affinity more towards your people um, and you start to distance yourself from from, from everybody else you know um, you know, that, that, that's fine, but just because you surround yourself with the same people doesn't. Where does it come up in the conversation that okay, we're better than them and they're all like this? Where does that come in the conversation? Yeah, but this is a thing, isn't it, Kasim? It's not something that you directly learn. It's something that you indirectly learn, isn't it? It it, it develops over time. You know, if you're continuously uh, just involved in in these in these kind of situations but, and with, without. You're not thinking about this, you know. And I go back. I will go back to when I was younger. Um, I'm not. I think. I, I think the the way that I see it is, the way that a person grows up in society, 
you need to question yourself um, not early on in your life but at, a, at an age where you have good understanding about your view of the world um, I remember at one point when I was in university and this is I'd say it's relevant to the conversation um, but when we're in university many times the lecturers that you have um, unfortunately aren't the most well versed in English they tend to be from from other countries they they tend to be non-natives um, and I remember you know there was a point when I was in university listening to a lecture by some Far Eastern um, professor or something and you start to disengage a bit because you're like he's struggling with his English um, and when you, when somebody's struggling with their English automatically you have this not you sorry I won't say you have this I had this thought that the person not as intelligent in the field that he's trying to to teach and I had to go back and I had to have a think about that and think to myself no learning English is a skill and the ability to speak English clearly is a skill and the ability to be a good mathematician and to convey mathematics in in a good manner that's a different skill and I think this is a thing that what I'm trying to get at by telling this story is we all need to sit down and and have this thought process with ourselves that do I have any subconscious biases um, about the way that I see people or different kinds of people or am I am I at peace <laughs> um, with meeting people of different backgrounds different cultures um, and inviting them into my house uh, to have a cup of tea with me you know and if you struggle with the idea of not being able to to invite somebody round to yours uh, that might be of a different culture uh, that might be of a different background then you need to address something you know about about the way that your outlook of of the world is sorry that's a but a tangent but okay, I want to bring up this issue now because a lot of I, I'll be honest a lot of youngsters ask me these questions and in this country our parents sent us to public schools where boys and girls do mix and obviously everybody's from a different background this racism has become such a problem now that you get a boy and a girl they met in school okay they saw talk, talk okay they made a mistake now they want to do something and they want to do things which are halal and they want to get married okay but both the boy and girl can't do that why because he says i'm from this part of the world and he says i'm from this part of the world now we both want to do things which are halal okay but our parents if they find out either i won't ever see you again or my dad's gonna disown me mm. that, you know because this is what the conversation is like you know and it's like how can you have like such a backwards mentality how can you expect like to achieve anything good you know and these are these are real issues that we're facing i got a youngster came to me and he goes to me i like this girl but my dad will never ever he goes he, he said to me wallahi these are the words he said to me he goes if i tell my dad wallahi he's gonna be the most disappointed in me ever i said it's natural that you like a girl like thank god is a girl i don't know i'm thinking <laughs> this day and age you know at least it's a girl you know alhamdulillah you know like but when you go okay and i said like, you've you've said that to me as if as if you're gonna tell your dad that you killed somebody mm. that that's how bad it is you know and he goes the last thing i want to do is disappoint my parents i'm thinking but if you want to disappoint your parents go smoke or go do something crazy but i, I don't understand how this would disappoint your parents in that sense mm. but this is how like backwards or how messed up the sort of thought process is 
Okay, so what's the solution then, Kasim? Where do you see the solution lying? Because we, we've discussed a problem. And like I said, for me, the root cause of the problem is pride. You know, um, we talk about majority and minority um, racism and we mentioned that at the start and we don't really want to talk too much on that. And for me, minority or minority racism, even more than majority or minority racism, is just down to pride, you know. So what if we're being, if our rights are being trampled upon? I'm talking about institutionalizing racism that exists, other types of racism that exists to, to all minorities. Just because somebody tramples on us, or we aren't treated fairly, that never gives us the right to treat other people fairly, you know? And you can't make it like a chain. The chain needs to cut at some point. We need to, we need to become the better person, you know, or the better people. My, my issue is, how can you build an ummah? How can you unite an ummah which well, has these sort of petty differences? You can't. I mean, there's... You can't. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what institutions you have. No matter what education system you have in place, yeah. that will never solve these problems. I think. Do you know what the thing is, Kasim? We taught a lie that unity between between people is being the same. You know, um, so so you know, we we taught unity amongst amongst a civilization. Unity amongst a community is either, for example, having the same political beliefs, or um, unity is being of the same colour skin Or unity is speaking the same language You know You, you hear many incidences where You know so, Somebody is on public transport And they're speaking A non-native language They're speaking a language other than English And somebody turns around and says Oh you know speak English This is the language of the country Because Unfortunately People are pea-sized brains they, they see Unity As being The same I see unity Sorry I see being the same as being robotic, you know, if a group of people are all the same colour, they all have the same eye colour, they all have the same hair colour, they all have the same hairstyle, they speak the same language, they have the same political beliefs, we're just robots, you know, I don't see unity in um, being the same, I see unity in the differences that we have between inside of the community. You know, the differences in skin colour, the differences in appearances, the differences in political beliefs, the differences in opinions. But unity is all of that mixed together, but having the respect for each other still. You know? And for me, that's what unity is. And... The diversification. Yeah, and the, the problem is that we, we sold this lie, you know? And this is the way that the, the state wants us to be. You know, the state is taking taking away um, our diversity and wants us wants us to be all one and the same in the, in the hope that it unifies us but it won't you know and I think this is what we all have to understand that just because somebody has a different understanding or a different belief or um, a different way a different outlook of the world doesn't mean that we have to trample over them doesn't mean we have to treat them unfairly you know um, especially in Islam Just because somebody was not of the same creed as the Muslims We never expelled people from our lands In fact many people chose to take um, benefit and live within the security of Muslim lands Through the Abbasids, through the Umayyads, through the, the Ottomans And through the other dynasties which 
which the Muslims had, um, because of the security that we provided, we never expelled people because of their creed. And if people were expelled because of their religiosity, it was done wrongfully, you know. Um, and I think this this is this is a thing that we really need to wrap our heads around, you know, um, as individuals. And sometimes we ha- we have this understanding that as individuals we can't make much change. No, we can't. Our if our mindset changes, then naturally the way that we live our lives will change. The way that we live our lives changes, then the impact that we have on the other people around us will also change as well. And you know, like somebody might mention a comment which, which is unappealing to us now, because we've changed the way that our outlook is, and they'll see the disgust in our face. They'll see that you know we don't quite approve of that, and they'll think about that as well. And I think really, we, firstly, we all need to have some form of in, in, uh, introspection about our prejudices, our about our prejudices and our biases, but at the same time. Our Islamic organizations really we need to fix them up um, and I use the terminology we need to fix it's not they need to fix up you know this is a, a community-wide problem we we need to do our bit you know um, and they, this is this is the way that I see it that some someone needs to start this conversation you know um, I, don't, I don't care if it's us cussing you know if the video video doesn't get likes or doesn't get People, I don't. I'm not first man. As long as the issue is solved, you know. As long as the the problem is solved, this is. I think this is a thing. Like some people might think that you know we're only bringing up topics like this or talking about topics that are a bit controversial that are going to, you know, get views. That couldn't care less, man. You know, like, care less. the Muslim Ummah this uh, in this time has so many problems that. You know these trivial issues they really annoy me like mm. why are you so focused why is your energy all on these trivial issues that you can't let them go when there's bigger problems at stake which need solving you know and the thing is these 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 problems these issues are the things which hold us back mm. you know these are the things which stop us from uniting these are the things which stop us from getting together this is the thing which stops all our, our focus and our power and our strength you know and all the goodness that every single person has had to get together well, these are the things which divide, you know, these are the things which break us up. These are the things, you know, which keep us weak rather than making us strong, you know. And I think that we've gone past that that time. Maybe this was the sort of maybe 50, 60 years ago. But these thoughts shouldn't be in the mind for Muslims living in Britain mm. in the 21st century. And it certainly shouldn't be in the mind of a youngster growing up in this country. Mm. The fact that he has a certain... Or he's been told, or he's been programmed by his parents or the community that he lives in, that you're better than. We're talking about Muslim or Muslim now, that you're better than other Muslim because you're from this part of the world. Well, like if this sort of thinking exists in our community, in other communities, you know, then we're just heading for failure, you know. Yeah. Okay. You know. I think that's a that's everything from us for for today. Really, like like we said, look. This was an episode that we didn't really take many notes on. Sorry, we didn't take any notes on, right? Um, it's something that is an issue that we both feel very strongly about, you know. Um, something needs to be done. Things need to start moving in the right direction. Um, but yeah, inshallah, whatever, whatever we can all do as individuals, we need yeah. to do. You know, um, whatever steps that we can take, we need to take. 
and there are many arguments that people will make like i said you know some people will make the argument of um it's you need to get into the organizations to change these kind of things personally i don't agree um other arguments that people might make is it's up to our leaders um or our imams and our scholars to change again i don't agree um i think it's it's down to every individual you know and i'm not i'm not talking just about mosques here i'm not just talking about islamic organizations here it might be that you're not as in touch with with your masjid um or in touch with with other organizations at the end of the day we all need to fix up you know um we all need to give it some some thought we all need to think about this and start moving in the right direction um like Hassan mentioned these are trivial issues really we got bigger fish to fry these, these are things that you know should should be should be things that we should we shouldn't even be talking about really um like i said though you have to actually bring it up and discuss it yeah definitely definitely you know um and as i mentioned in a previous episode as well if you have any comments or you have any stories we'd love to hear about them yeah so please do leave a comment um below telling us about your story and um what your thoughts are uh please do like this video as well subscribe to the, to the channel to to follow follow our journey um Inshallah, the next episode now will be uh, climate change and sustainability. Um, it got delayed by an episode. Um, but yeah, um, Inshallah, that's, that's all for today. Uh, Jazakallah for listening. Uh, Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.